everyone, and welcome to another episode of Houndcast. I'm Amanda Manza, your Director of Alumni and Parent Engagement. I'm joined by my Assistant Director, Justin. How are you today, Justin? Hi, man. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us again today. I appreciate it. I just wanted to welcome everyone to this episode. You know, it's our first episode in August, which is crazy to believe that it's August already. Um, you know, I think when we, Justin, when you and I started this, what, back in May? Back in May. I didn't think we'd ever get to August at that point in time. So it's exciting that we made it here. But I think, you know, when we all start thinking about August, naturally, we all start thinking about going back to school. And this year, going back to school is probably looking a lot different for a lot of people, or you may not even know what going back to school is going to look like. Your colleges, universities, school districts in your area might still be deciding what to do. So, you know, it's going to be a long road ahead for all of us. Um, but we are joined today by two people from campus that have really been a part of Moravian's back to school plan, how we transition to online learning in the spring. So we are excited to have both of them with us tell us a little bit about what that was like here at Moravian. So we have Dave Brandis here from the IT side, and then we have Bernie Cantons um, from more of the academic side. So Dave and Bernie, can you just give a little bit of an introduction to yourself and kind of your role at Moravian in case some of our alums, parents, viewers don't know who you are? Go ahead. Okay. Start then. My name is Bernie Cantons. I am a philosophy professor at the Moravian College and I am the new associate provost for online education and innovation. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Bernie. Hello, I am David Brandis uh, and Dr. Cantons was my philosophy professor. <laughs> <laughs> so before the, you know, the grace of me go you or something like that. Uh, I'm the chief information officer at Moravian College, so that means that uh, all the technology uh, inside and out is ultimately comes under me. It's my responsibility to make everything happen. Awesome, that's it. You're in quite the role, Dave. <laughs> so when the internet goes down, I should call Dave, right? Yep. <laughs> well, thanks guys for joining us today. We're super excited to kind of hear a little bit more about um, you know, everything that's going on specifically with online learning at Moravian. So thanks for joining us today. Moravian often mentions itself as being an, an Apple Distinguished School. Uh, that's a very high and, and respected, um, you know, recognition that we hold. And I was wondering if you can just let our alumni and our viewers today know what that means and how is that investment aided in, in our ability uh, to make the transition to online learning that much more efficient and effective? Okay. Um, <clears throat> becoming an, so there's a, there's 532 Apple Distinguished Schools globally in 32 countries, and about 95% of those are K-12, or the variation of K-12 that exists outside of the American, you know, type school system. So there's actually only in higher education there's only 23 Apple Distinguished Schools. It is much more difficult to get the Apple's distinguished distinction, not to make riddles out of this, but, uh, um, and you know, what it is is you have to promote a culture of continuous innovation and you have to basically, um, you have to be in line with Apple's mission of, um, you know, equity and, um, making, you know, making the technology 
part of the ecosystem, a natural part of the ecosystem. Um, a good example of that is, is one of the things we do at Moravian is we have Apple TVs uh, on every screen on campus. So whether you're in a, in a classroom or you're, you know, in, in the student union, you know, and there's a, there's a TV screen on it with an like ESPN on it or something like that, you can take your Apple device, you know, Moravian gives you an iPad and a, and a MacBook Pro, and you can put whatever's on there and you can airplay it to any screen on campus. So that makes everywhere a, a learning space and um, AirPlay on Apple, the way AirPlay works with Apple, it's just very easy. It just, it's, it's what we call dial tone simplicity. Um, for those of you who are younger than me, a dial tone is what used to be on a telephone. Uh, and it was just always there and you can count on it. Um, so, so with the AirPlay is always there and you can count on it. You can always count on, hey, uh, I'm taking notes, I'm in the library, let me share my screen with you. Wait, even better, I'll just put it up on the screen over here and the whole study group can, can work on it. So every soft space becomes you know, uh, a study space, leveraging the technology with the minimum amount of difficulty. So things like that. As technology you know, increases every year here, we have something you know, new and, and exciting um, coming into play here. I know for a lot of our parents uh, that always have those questions of, you know, what type of technology does my son or daughter need? Is there a certain brand that the college, you know, works with or, you know, company that they have partnerships with? It's great to know that our students from the time they enter into the college have all the technology on the Mac that they need uh, to be able to be successful in their program matriculation. So I think that's a really important um, piece of what we do as an institution. Yeah, and you know, we've, we've done some, you know, collective bargaining type things too. So, you know, for example, uh, you know, in 2016, we had the uh, Adobe software suite for the art and music students. And we kind of worked with Adobe and to leverage it so that every student and every faculty and every staff member on campus has access to that suite. Because, you know, just because you're a business major doesn't mean you don't need to use Photoshop or you don't need to make, you know, edit a video for the commercial that you're trying to film. So sure. things like that. So the uh, ubiquity of the technology is really important too. Yeah. I think we've come light year, you know, from when I was a student here and everybody brought in whatever laptop you had, or if you didn't have one, you were going into, you know, some lab somewhere. And, you know, I, I always say I, I worked in uh, the help desk, the CIT help desk for like a year and everybody would bring in their laptops and they're like, it's broken. What do I do with it? And it was always so challenging, I think, for, you know, the full time staff that worked there because everybody had a different laptop. So it was like, what, what do you do if you aren't specializing in Macs or you aren't specializing in a PC? What do you do and how do you work it and that kind of thing. So I think it's, you know, really helpful that all of our students are kind of on that level playing field when they come in and that's not a worry that they have then of, I don't have, you know, the fastest laptop or I don't have, you know, the laptop that has all these programs, have all that in one centralized space is really good for them. So I think that's awesome. So I'm glad we do that. So Bernie, from kind of more that academic side of things, you know, especially with the transition to online learning this spring being so sudden and we, you know, Nobody kind of saw this coming to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, how were the faculty 
prepared? You know, what were some things that were maybe particularly frustrating that you guys have been working on to change for the fall? Thank you for that question. Yes. Uh, first, let me just echo the infrastructure part because without, you know, the infrastructure, there can't be good online learning and teaching. So that's an essential part of this whole uh, program. But um, I also think we were really, and, and it gave us an advantage, I think, from because having all our students have a computer and have the same computer and same software and things like this was, it's really advantageous. Uh, we were in a completely different position in that sense from many other schools uh, that, you know, many of my colleagues in other schools and colleges and some of the stories that I heard. So that, that, that said, I mean, it was still difficult. It was a difficult transition. And it was difficult because, you know, you have to understand that um, we did it in a week. <laughs> so you're talking about transitioning face-to-face -face courses uh, from to completely fully online. And so that was a very, you know, challenging task. Um, and I have to say that I, I took this position before COVID-19, okay. So pandemic that was going to change everything. Right? I, my first day on the job was, was the, the last week of school face-to-face -face teaching. So, oh but I, I have to say, you know, I, it was, you know, again, it was very, it was, it was relatively smooth because of the infrastructure. And, you know, I know Dave was partly responsible for this and the Wi-Fi and just everything that, that they've done, the investments that Moravian has done in the last five, six years have paid off, let me tell you. And, and it made a big difference for my job and for the instructional designers and for the instructional technologists. It just made everything simpler. Having said that, there's, there were still challenges. Why? Because there are, there are a lot of professors who, who did not volunteer to go online. They didn't want to teach online. It was yeah. voluntary. And a lot of students who obviously didn't want to learn online. So, I mean, it was a difficult situation, but I think that given the crisis, you know, and the circumstances, and the fact that, you know, we were under a pandemic. So also the stress, you know, of maybe, you know, having family or people getting infected in these kinds of things. Having said all that, I think we did really well. Yeah. But, you know, we did learn a lot from those, from that transition. And, you know, if you look now at fall 2020, yesterday there was a survey that came out that went to faculty close to 35%, almost 36% of the faculty before the transition said that they were not prepared to teach online. Today, that same faculty, we have it down to 2%. So only 2% of the, of the people surveyed in that faculty said that they were not prepared to teach online. So they've come a long way. And, you know, I, I just want to give a shout out to the instructional designers and, and technologists who really, you know, they've done over a hundred workshops. Wow. Yeah. And, and we've had over 500 attendees at these workshops. So I, I got to give a shout out to uh, yeah. David Castañedas and Sarah Rance and, and Liz Tate. They, they're just like, I mean, a hundred workshops, 
you know, among three people is a lot. Yeah. So they've done a great job. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I think you, like you said, we were light years ahead, I think from some other schools because of, of what we've done and what we've put in place, but you know, it's good to hear. And I've had conversations with some students too that, you know, I know, and they same thing, you know, they're, this isn't what they had wanted, but they're like, we're doing the best we can with the situation that we have at hand. And we were prepared to do it. The faculty, you know, has been really great with it. So I think that kind of speaks to somewhat to the Moravian way too of, we're all gonna figure it out together. We're gonna learn together, you know, and we're all here for each other too that, you know, just because you're online doesn't mean that you can't connect with faculty the same way you could is if you were in person, you know, they're still available for you. So I think that's been really good. I, I should also mention that, um, you know, in addition to the Apple, which has been very helpful, we've had professional training in Apple and, and David has set up these incredible seminars for our business department and nursing departments. Um, we also subscribe to Quality Matters, which is sort of the gold standard for online teaching and uh, you know we have faculty that are that are being trained through quality matters we use the quality matters rubric for all our online design courses and and now we've contracted with extension engine as a consulting external consulting firm who's going to come in and you know help all faculty one-on-one -on -one and group uh, professional development so I mean you know, a lot of times you'll say, oh, online teaching, it's not good. I mean, at Moravian, it's very good. Yeah. You have the best equipment, the best infrastructure, the best uh, design, you know, strategies. So. That's great. It's good to hear. I think I can definitely attest to that, you know, Bernie and Dave, from being a graduate student I'm at Moravian currently. It's been a really simple transition to completing graduate level courses and the structure of uh, the way that, you know, our, our Canvas system is is set up is very user-friendly. And so um, it's been a really great movement into the the online version from just a personal experience. From our proactiveness and, and from our forward-thinking um, ability as an institution, what has helped move forward, you know, you know despite the COVID pandemic in both a technical and a, and a curriculum-based approach? Um. I think that I would, you know, uh, I would go back to 2013 when, uh, you know, uh, President Grigsby started the Apple program. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he came onto a campus where it was bring your own device and, you know, the, the wireless infrastructure was, you know, autonomous. So you could tell where the wireless was uh, by where people were standing. <laughs> Or their laptops open. I can to that. <laughs> All in a crowd. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> weird precursor to the Pokemon Go days. Crowded <laughs> around the spot. Um, I, I think, it, you know, that forward thinking and um, the, the embracing of technology at the highest level, at the executive level, uh, and the embracing of the technology at the board level. You know, I, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of those the decisions that happened two years before I got to campus. Um, and you know we didn't have the the structures, the struggles that other schools did when COVID hit, and they had to find laptops for their student body, and then everybody had to find them, and everybody tried to buy them at the same time, and there were only so many to go around. So you know, uh, I think I think things like that were were you know really good choices were made, um, 
way back when and you know like you know the the guy that plants the date palm or something never gets to eat the dates but you know i'm eating the dates <laughs> so you need at just the right time dave is what oh yeah I'm, I'm riding the coattails of other people's great decisions <laughs> constantly it's it's a wonderful time <laughs> thank goodness for that person before me <laughs> yeah. um but you know i think we're also we, we we've had a lot of good um we've had a, a, a lot of good partnerships in the faculty and in the departments and in the staff and we've tons of really um innovative parties that were out there when we applied to become an apple distinguished school you know we said oh well i know we're doing this and i know we're doing that and then we wandered around and interviewed all the different departments and we were light years more advanced than we kind of thought we were you know i wasn't living under a rock per se but there was wild things going on there, there was like a four-piece technology band where they just made noises with their with their apple equipment and like recorded music you know a bunch of guys in glasses like these for example were you know yucking it up and, and making songs and things like that we're like wow that's wild and amazing and, and crazy stuff like that and um you know, just the, the, the things that the, uh, the, the organic way that a really, really good faculty kind of grasps things from perspectives that don't make sense to a career IT guy. You know, I come from industry. I don't, I don't think the same way that the faculty are doing these wild and, 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 and cool and zany things. So um, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be said for the openness that we are all kind of embracing it together. Like we don't have a lot of rules at Moravian. We don't say, here's your laptop, but you can only use Microsoft, you can only use WordPerfect on Thursdays. You know, like it's, it's not like that. No, it's yours, you take it, ring it out, exercise it. If you're working so hard on it that you break it, I'll give you another one because I know that you're burning the midnight oil and you're making this a great experience for the students. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And curriculum, I don't know anything about. <laughs> we'll leave that to Bernie's hand. <laughs> if I can remember the question, I think, I mean, I have to, you know, I certainly, you know, agree with David about past decisions and we're certainly, um, you know, we're, we're, we're reaping the fruits of those decisions. Um, I, I just want to speak to a little bit about and tell you a little bit about the commitment. This is one of the things that I truly find fascinating. Uh, the commitment really of the faculty, um, you know, in this crisis mode. I mean, it, I, would, I think everybody was, very, you know, very impressed uh, about the, the persistence, the resilience, the, the ability to adapt the creativity that David mentioned. Um, if you consider not just the online courses, but our huge events that we do in the spring, I mean, there are big events with four or 500 students. You know, you're talking the town hall event, for instance, which is just a one day event. I mean, they planned over a month for this event. It was completely online. And, you know, I participated in that event. It was incredibly successful. Um, so we did not stop, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, I'm sure that it, at some point, some people thought, well, maybe we should just cancel the town hall meeting. But, you know, people said, no, let's not do that. And there was at least, you know, like I said, four or 500 people involved in that event. 
all virtual that I mean that all online that had to be organized um, it took an incredible effort in doing that and I could say the same thing about the in focus symposium I mean this is an event that takes place at I think it was in May um, again you have hundreds of people people from outside um, and it was a, a conference with scholars coming from all over the US and and some from even international that was completely held online it was created you know we created the all the zoom sessions and all of that um, the philosophy and, conference the way the philosophy and, conference and the philosophy <laughs> conference completely online we landed at 3 a.m from mexico city on a monday night the philosophy conference was that saturday and then that day that monday covid fell out of the sky everything was closed the the conference happened <laughs> Bernie made it happen it happened it was a great conference I was there was yeah really and cool. we were about to cancel it right yeah I mean, it was we were like you know I, I just you know I can't see doing this bringing all the, you know we had like 20 students from all different and it was really interesting because when we decided not to cancel we reached out to students they were so grateful and so thankful they were like oh thank you very much for this opportunity and so, yeah, I mean, and, and also I got to say the Scholars Day, you know, this is a huge event that takes place, you know, where students have been working all year, the posters and the honor project. Uh, we didn't know. I mean, so, you know, uh, Michelle Schmidt uh, and, and Nate Shank, I mean, they did an amazing job putting this together. I mean, it was just, it's just incredible to see, you know, the sort of tenacity of saying, no, we're going to do this for the students. And uh, so they came, the, you know, they, they researched, you know, I mean, we helped them in what we could, uh, but they researched and they put together an incredible online, uh, you know, event for Scholars Day. So, so yeah. just, it's that kind of commitment, you know, to, um, to the, like you said, the curriculum and the extracurricular activities. So. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been great to see how we, are trying to keep some normalcy as much as we can, you know, because there are a lot of places where it's like, well, just cancel it. Let's just get rid of all of it, you know, and not do it. But, you know, I think, again, that kind of speaks to the Moravian way of just let's find a way to do it. We, we can't be in person, we can't do these things together, but let's find a way to still do it and showcase our students and our faculty and everything that's going on. We know, you know, Justin and I are, are looking at now of like, what do fall events? We usually have alumni events, we have parent events. Like, what does that look like? And you know, we're we're doing the best we can to find virtual ways to still engage our alums. You know, this podcast was kind of the creation from all of that too. It's like how I can't bring you to campus, so what can I do? Let me bring our faculty and our staff to you. So I think you know that kind of speaks to to what we're doing. So it's good to hear that you know the faculty feel that way, the students feel that way. You know that we. We really are still trying to do as much as we can, so that's awesome. Well, as of June, uh, July 11th, uh, I'm officially an alum. Oh, man! <laughs> allow me from that vaunted position of being an alum for like 15 days. You guys are killing it. You're crushing it. Great job. Thank you, Dave. We'll we'll take that. We appreciate that. <laughs> that's 2020. <laughs> 
Before we wrap up here, guys, we have one final question for you. And this is a question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, because um, I love to compare and contrast everybody's answers, but a lot of them are very similar. But if you guys could each share what is your favorite thing about Moravian, about Moravian community, you know, why is Moravian a place that you choose to work and to be a part of every day? What's that kind of secret sauce to Moravian? You know, it's hard to, to put your finger on the X factor that is Moravian. And, you know, people say it's, oh, the Moravian way or this, that. And I, I don't know if it's that much. So I, I worked with President Grigsby at um, Centenary College, now Centenary University, back in 2001, a million years ago. And, uh, you know, it, it was a different, there's, there, there's such a startling difference between that place and this place. I mean, I liked being, you know, working for a college in higher ed, especially a small liberal arts college. It was amazing. You, you, as a technology staff person, you have to touch so many weird different things. If I was back in industry, you know, my job would be the, you know, the backup tape guy. And like, you know, for eight hours a day, I would just move backup tapes around. So it's interesting to be in this environment where you have to do everything under the sun to make sure that the rocket gets to the moon and, and, and you know, no, you know the, the chimpanzee doesn't die along the way or what have you. But, um, you know, I, I came to work at Moravian after a, a brief stint in state government. I don't recommend it. It's, you know, <laughs> it's what you think. Uh, <laughs> And um, I, I fell in love with the campus, and then I started falling in love with the people. And I, I live in the Jersey Shore. I live 109 miles away from Moravian College, and I commute. I, for a long time, I commuted there five days a week, and it was never really a problem because I loved being, uh, you know, at Moravian College. I also live at the beach, so I love being here too. So, you know, the the, the destination is sometimes part of the journey. But yeah, I, I think it's a terrific place. It's, it's, it, it, it matters and it makes a difference. You know, it's, it's, it's mission-based and I believe in the mission, you know, where we, we are trying to make, you know, um, prepare our students for, you know, anything that comes. And, yeah. You know, the proof's in the pudding right now because anything came. <laughs> we're, we're, we're killing it. Makes sense. What about you, Bernie? Um, you know, I, I ever since you know I, I came, I, I, I got here in 2008 as a chair of the philosophy department. I came as the chair of the philosophy department, and you know, and I was very proud of this position and this college, you know, because of its history. And I, you know, and I really, you know, I was I would talk about it, right? I, you know, I got I got a job at Moravian College. It's incredible history and um but certainly there are in addition to the history you know the values that you know that david's mentioned and the campus is beautiful so these things too but um i would say if i had to pick three things i would say the history the values that Moravian stands for you know its mission um you know you can see it in the in focus program right of you know it's concern for peace and 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 justice and things like this, uh, but also the people, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, you can love what you do, but if you don't do it in a place with, with people that you feel comfortable with, it could be, a, you know, it could be a, a, a nightmare. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, to, you know, work with people that, um, you know, that I get along with and that are, so I think that's, there's a certain synergy that occurs here, I think. And uh, I see it in the philosophy department and, and other, not, you know, not everything's beautiful, by the way. There are, it's, there are problems always, like everywhere, but, you know, I, for me, it's been a good, a good, a good part of what I enjoy about Moravia. So working with David. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's very true. I think both, you know, what you both said is, is very true and what kind of comes up in a lot of the answers that people give us. And it is just such a great community to be a part of. And I think, you know, Justin and I have gotten to experience that with launching Houndcast too, that we're connecting with different faculty and staff that on a normal basis, I wouldn't normally be having conversations with either of you really, you know, that they don't always, you know, overlap in what I do to my, in my day to day, but I can call you up and say, hey, we've got this idea. Would you do this? Would you hop on and be on the podcast? And, you know, everybody is more than willing um, to be there and, and to talk to our, our alumni and all of our viewers that are on here. So we really appreciate both of you for being a part I, of our episode. I should, I should just mention, you know, I'll be remiss if I didn't say something about the students, right? My, I have two, two, two. Two of my, my, my son graduated in 2013, my daughter graduated in 2019. So uh, two of my, my children graduated from Moravian College. And I have to say that the, the students at Moravian College are very hardworking and very dedicated too, so. Absolutely, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We'll have to check in with both of you guys after the semester gets started to see how things are going. Um, but we appreciate you joining us today and sharing a little bit of information with all of our alums and viewers. I'm sure there's some parents on here. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody is kind of racking their brain to figure out what this year is gonna look like. So to know that Moravian is in a good place and we have everything we need to be successful, I think is gonna make a lot of people feel a lot more comfortable. So thanks for joining us and sharing some of that information and we'll check in with you guys in another couple of weeks. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks to all of our viewers too for joining in for another episode. We'll see you guys in another two weeks when the next one comes out. Enjoy the end of your summers and best of luck with everything that takes place in the next few weeks with headed back to school. We'll see you guys soon.